0: Is this thing on? (laughs) This is Johnny Boy. This is Mike Taylor.
1: This is Ricky Wilson from the Rabbit Flesh Eaters. And you're listening. The House of Noise.
2: And I'm lucky to be invited into that House of Noise.
3: of noise welcome, welcome. go well. ahead i'll let you take it again
4: welcome to our house of, of noise, noise.
3: <laughs> and uh how the hell is everybody doing and once again wash your damn hands
4: you don't have to yell
3: i'm gonna yell because i'm i'm sick and tired of people freaking around and not doing that
4: who did we have on our show for this we season?
3: had rabbit flesh eaters rfe
4: Well, we got surprised. We thought it was just going to be Mike.
3: Yeah, we had John and Mike and Ricky. Ricky. And uh, it was fun. It was an interesting interview and, you know, just kind of a conversation as they always are. We don't do the scripted questions. I mean, it's just like, hey, I'm going to talk to you. You're going to talk to me. We'll talk about whatever. Your music, motorcycles, politics, your dog. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah, it was fun though. But um, you know they have the the fall and lycanthrope. They got some music out there. RFE, rabbit flesh eaters. Well, these
4: guys have been in the business for a while.
3: 1986. Yep, They're so experts.
4: I don't know about experts, but they definitely uh, yeah been around the block.
3: Rabbit flesh eaters and you know rigor mortis and yeah, it's just crazy. I don't even want to talk about this intercus- interview because it was such a fun interview and laughing and. It was just great. It, you know, after being at work and being stressed out, it was nice to come off this interview and have a fun interview and just shoot the shit and laugh. And anyway, let's just let people hear the interview.
4: All right. We, we hope everybody enjoys this interview with yes. the, the rabid
3: flesh eaters.
0: Yeah.
3: Rabid flesh eaters. Rabbit
5: flesh eaters. Uh, rabid flesh eaters. Rabid flesh eaters.
3: Anyway, on to the interview.
5: There. R.F.E. R.F.E. Enjoy Bye. the interview.
3: Motherfuckers! Bye. Bye.
4: Hello. Who do we got on the line here?
3: Well, you have me, Jenna.
4: And, then... and me, Jim. Hey, Jim.
0: Uh, so... I got you got Mike on this end, and you got John, uh, the bass player in the background here, and then on the other line, you got uh, Ricky.
3: Whoa,
1: Ricky, are you there? Yes, hello,
3: All hello. Right. Well, welcome, guys. So, we, this is going to be a uh, five some. Wow, I feel special.
1: <laughs> <Five-some, huh? laughs>
3: How's everybody doing? Physically We're still alive, mentally
0: uh, more crazy than ever. Yeah,
4: I'm having a, a issue trying to remember to shower. Sadly enough.
1: <laughs> shower, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Who needs a shower?
3: Yeah, right.
4: The only person that's gonna smell me is this woman right here.
3: Wow. Well. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's good. It's not the sound, it's the smell. True, true,
3: exactly, exactly.
4: Well, I start to smell it, then I'm like, all right, it's time, you know, usually the seven, eight days. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'd be
3: kicking you out at that point.
5: (laughs) Oh yeah.
4: Yeah, it's definitely hard to to get into a routine.
3: So what are you guys doing right now, I guess, to maximize your time during this uh, pandemic? Are you guys writing music?
0: Well, yeah, we're uh, riding our asses off. We've got pretty much a, a lot of, you know, good new new pieces for another RFE album and nice. a whole other hardcore project. And uh, Ricky has a bunch of acoustic stuff as well.
3: Yeah. Some red dirt country, right?
1: Scary tales. <laughs> Different kinds of tales.
3: Oh. Stories. Like tales from the crypt scary?
1: Kind of, yeah. Mm, all right. There's some darkness to it, a lot of darkness.
3: That's a good thing.
4: Oh, uh, it reminds me of somebody, and I can't remember uh, his name. Um, oh, amigo, the devil. Very dark undertone, folky kind of singer.
1: Well, well, they call me Bobby Demon.
4: Oh, okay.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dark tales from Bobby Demon. Is awesome. that where
3: uh, where you guys got the uh, name from? Oh,
1: yeah. I... I play out. Yeah, Mike Scott's the name of that. That's what he called him in the studio.
3: Oh, really? All right.
2: Yeah, right. called him Bobby Demon, the Screaming Demon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: That's quite the uh, quite the thing to have to live up to every uh, time you guys go in the studio, though.
2: <sighs> yeah, it's harder yes.
1: through my
5: nose.
1: To uh, Alter ego. No, it's your ego, bro. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, man. <laughs>
3: How long have you known each other? Because it says you were founded in 1986, but I'm pretty sure you've probably known each other longer than that.
2: Uh, Mike and I have been together for, what, 300 years?
1: <laughs> I've known them since they were little babies. Wow. Seems
2: like 30, at least 32,
1: right? Uh, I watched them grow up.
2: 34 years, actually. 86. Yeah. and uh, 34 So, ooh, Ricky actually...
0: Got a chance to sing for us at a rehearsal one time that uh, he reminded us about that we couldn't remember. We played for a long time, just an instrumental band, and then we call that the
2: Spinal Tap Years.
3: Nice. (laughs) Our our
2: our drummers kept blowing up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. We we almost felt guilty to put someone behind the drum kit. Something's
3: gonna happen to him. Well, I know uh, AJ's from, you guys got AJ Crusher. He's, uh, you guys are out of Texas and he's out of New York. So yeah,
0: yes. that, uh, that brought a killer element, uh, to the band and to our sound and yeah. to what we were writing at the time. I call it the New York groove.
3: Mm, kind of like Ace Frilly, which Star-core. is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. That North hardcore beat down
4: there. All right. Harden from Murder Moors would play like that too in the beginning. Yeah, we do like that East Coast sound. Mm-hmm. We're from, right. Yeah, we're from Michigan.
1: All it. right, there's a lot of great musicians yeah. in Michigan.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. Chromax. Heck yeah. <laughs> we love the Chromax. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. I'm sick of it all. MC5. Oh, the MC. <laughs> yeah,
3: kick out. Yep. Yeah. They
1: definitely got the jam. Oh,
3: yeah, kick stuff. out the jams, motherfuckers.
1: Yeah. Yes. I Motor City's burning. Yeah, I love MC5.
3: And we, we to incorporate favorite. all those
2: different styles into our music.
3: That's good. That's good. Because I think you need to draw from different styles to really make your music deep. It makes and... you more
1: creative.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's Those are the people that come up with their own styles. People that are open-minded and listen to different kinds of music.
0: And, yep. and with AJ, it was, you know, bringing uh, Texas and New York together, which, uh, you know. New York. Definitely. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Those New York people, though, they're pretty tough.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We love the kid. He's so much younger than us. <laughs> but he fit he fit right in. So that just tells you music, trans, gents, race, well, uh, religion, you know, age, yeah. music, and art.
3: That means he's got good art, taste art, in music.
2: Art, I'm sorry to make to interrupt, but art art, music, art will be uh, the savior of the human race.
3: I believe <laughs> it, man. There's there's yeah. just there's just so much watered down shit out there, and we need some real music to come.
0: Yeah, and it's such a uh, shame that all the artists are suffering right now worse than you know. Yeah, all I can say is People need to support their, you know, local uh, clubs and venues because hopefully there will be some place to play on the other side of all this. And uh, it would be a damn shame, you know, to see more clubs just disappear, you know.
4: Yeah, yeah. We, we've already lost enough of them. So we we definitely can't lose it anymore. Yeah, hopefully constantly. on the
0: other end, all the artists will have a place to, you know, play again. So if we're allowed to. Yeah. yeah.
4: So what's your guys' take on all that? How like where do you see the uh the music business in the next year?
0: I'm trying to be positive. I think it's gonna come back and it's gonna kick ass and everybody's <sighs> at the bit to uh, you know, to get through it. So maybe you know, on the other side of this we can work our way out of the
2: hole forever the optimist.
4: <laughs> um, glass half full. You need somebody like yeah. that in your yes. life though, you know? Okay. The vaccine might turn
0: everybody into zombies and Cronenbergs. <laughs> I know, but right? That's, that's there
4: is the other half. Yeah, there, we could always have that, too.
2: Well, I mean, that really wouldn't be that
3: bad. Right, now. right, exactly. I, th- I, think, <laughs>
4: I, I think I'd think i survive for a little while. Yeah, I could use two or three arms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like 6 stream bass.
3: Exactly. You
2: could get well, a six of four-string bass and have all the arms to play it. <laughs>
3: That would be amazing. I don't
2: know. That would be, you know, be worshiped in <laughs> India.
5: Church.
3: Yeah, you would be actually. I don't know. No, if I, would... I had a choice between being a zombie or a werewolf, I'd probably be a werewolf because at least you'd only be a werewolf at night. Yeah,
5: that's
1: outside. What... We know all about that.
0: Yeah, call it a gift. You can turn at will.
3: Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, unless you're
4: like Team Wolf, <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 we don't actually turn into. Other
1: creatures, but just in our heads, you yeah. know.
2: What? <laughs> we we, we, we can get the memo. Soon as the song stops, we're back to being ourselves.
3: So, kind of explain to me how you guys and rigor mortis fit together. Together. I was okay. trying to figure well, that out. So. So.
0: Well, uh, basically, I went to high school with Mike Scotia and Bruce Corbett in oh, okay. high school. Known those Snake guys a I long time. I, actually, I went to the same elementary school as Mike Scotia, but no we didn't shit. know each other then. You know, being somebody that's seen their careers grow from the start and, uh, you know, having jammed with them both for a long time, they've always been tight and they kind of took us under their wing you know, so to speak, you know, them and Warbeast, and you know, when we got out and started doing uh, the regional Texas circuit.
2: Yeah, and, that, and whenever Scotia was um, doing pre-production for our first record with yeah. us, it, it was amazing to watch him and, and Mike Taylor play guitar together, and it was amazing to be a part of that, of jamming with those guys. I, you know.
0: Well, I just knew, you know, Mike was going to make sure our guitars sounded great. <laughs> and... uh but if you think about it, you know, in the early days, you were, you
5: were blonde, long hair. He was bl- black, long hair. You were like a, a yin and yang symbol. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were brothers. Right. Yeah. That's what metal does.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amen to United that. United
2: forces. Metalheads uh-huh. are the coolest people on the planet.
3: Yes, they are. They are. Definitely. I agree. So Lycanthrope was on your, your previous album and. It's You guys didn't do anything to change it. You just made the video. Like you didn't go on remaster or anything like that, correct?
0: Um, yeah. Uh-huh. It was really confusing. And it's on us for you know releasing a new video of an old song. Yeah, but the, the
2: idea was, let's go back to our very first song. Mm-hmm. And like it was our very first song. And also it had Scotia playing the lead on it. Mm-hmm. You know? the one that Mike plays perfectly. We just figured it was fitting to do that. Plus, Ty thought he was one to make a a horror flick anyway. He definitely embraced the idea. Well, you know, it's one of those things that just created itself organically.
0: Well, with the video, when we first started talking about doing the video, it was on Mike Skosh's birthday. We were thinking about we're missing him and the song that came to my mind that we already had in the can was the song that he produced and played on *Lycanthrope*.
3: Yeah. So
2: it made the most sense, and uh, and it just clicked with everybody in the room. So we just ran with that.
3: Well, the video, I mean, it's I like, yeah, it's very um, movie esque. The good, yeah, the guys that are wearing the the uh, werewolf mask, like were actors hired for that? Like how yes. did that?
0: Yeah, he, he did a full-blown production on that and, uh, you know, did a great job, I think. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. it's pretty freaking scary. Like, if I were in the woods and I saw those guys, I'd be, I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little snippet of horror.
3: <laughs> yes, but I love it. I love it. And if you look up the definition it's of liking, that's what it means.
2: Yeah, I don't mean it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's weird that we already had the fall video, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Before. We shot that the Before.
3: Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that video is fun too. It's kind of that a video, yeah. it's okay. it's
2: kind of a, a PSA against like hardcore drug
0: use.
3: Yes, ride. yes. I, that's what I was just gonna say.
2: Don't do
0: bath
4: salts.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> Stay away from bath salts. Or, or
4: Tide Pods. Drugs, man. Or Tide Pods.
3: Yeah. And yeah. and
4: yeah, the whole concept of that video was
0: zombies and crack. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you. <laughs> May not have a, the true perception of reality of, you know, what's really going on.
1: Sometimes you might feel like a zombie. Sometimes you might feel like smoking crack. Right,
3: right. And I would, yeah. Well, you know,
1: Sometimes you're a crack smoking zombie. <laughs> that's the way it is. I'm not preaching. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: that's hilarious.
4: Both are their own kind of monster, that's for sure.
2: Yes. We're not trying to be preachy about it. I mean, some people put something in a in a pipe and smoke it and they find peace, or they get Mm -hmm. healthy, or, you know, they get high. Some people put things in a pipe and smoke it, and they become toothless jailbirds that pull themselves trailer you know yeah. what i mean try to make but, that stuff but the, the video was about
0: you know not realizing you know thinking that you're killing monsters and zombies mm-hmm. and when you come down you realize that it was you that was killed you know doing the killing yeah and oh yeah psychosis but can you blame that on the drugs or
1: really
2: is it
4: you know or was right. it or is it something this you know, inside
2: i like i like the way that ricky's the one that's driving it at the end <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's cool. The instigator, the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke some more. It's not over yet. <laughs> it's just begun. <laughs>
3: oh, man. Yeah, it's, um, but, you know, the scary thing is, is that it's reality because there are some people out there that, you know, do stuff like that. Oh,
2: well, yeah. I hope their God blesses them. Yes. Whatever God that may be. But they haven't, or else they wouldn't be uh, destroying themselves. I don't know. I would, I would go out of my way to help somebody
4: recover from that, or get off of that, or get on the right path. And, you, know. uh, I hope, you, hope you I can, you can only that. try and help. If they want to change, it's going to be on them. You know, you can't force somebody.
5: Yeah. Hey, it
0: was a great video. You don't have to take it that seriously, you know?
3: Right. Yeah, it it was a fun video. The
0: guys at Cyclonus Video did that for us.
3: Well, you know, I like the fact that it's in black and white, too. Yeah.
0: Some people were saying that it's too, you know, too too many strobe effects and you could cause a seizure or something, but, you
1: know. Cool. there.
2: Oh man. man, I don't like talking about that. It's, it's it breaks my heart. So let's move on. Yeah.
4: <laughs> All right.
3: So I understand, you know, you guys collaborate, and you really have that uh, sense of working together. And I can tell you, I appreciate the fact that your music is absolutely organic.
1: Wow. We're, we're a pack. You you we're know a know? pack,
3: ergo, <laughs> rabbit,
1: rabbit flesh pack.
3: eaters. <laughs>
2: I pray to Odin we don't become a cult.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You get enough fans. Just saying. We can
2: be cult, not culting. Well, to have a cult, you got to have a guy with long hair and
3: a beard. Hey, Wait a yeah, minute. I was going to say,
2: isn't that, Mike?
4: You got to gotta make sure you have at least some good Kool-Aid, though.
2: 90%, 90% of- Kool-Aid. Yeah, a guru. You just put them in Indian gear, Indian robes. That would be cultural
3: appropriation. And we're after that? But, I mean, you know, we put them in a Dodge Sheik or something, and they're a guru, and people follow around and give their mind. There you go.
2: What I hate about, it. I'm not only talking about politics or religion, but <laughs> <I hate it. laughs>
3: Yeah, no politics or religion. <laughs> X day like on the
2: X day. You know, people, people's individual right to choose their own, own uh, religion. Right. I, we're supposed to be able to free to do that.
3: Yes, and it's okay if you worship <laughs> I mean, unicorns. Right
2: computer shamed or trolled or like looked scared well, if i wanted to walk into a church because i like the music in the first place i'd have to wear like like some fire retardant gear oh
3: my god i was just <laughs> gonna say
2: probably that first the, flames, the minute i got past the, the doors but at the same and if I if I wanted to listen to the music, you know, and see some people having a good time, it's kind of like rude to come ask me for money. Yeah. You
3: know. No, I agree.
2: Especially I agree. when they have like a big nice ass house like that, that's supposedly free to come to anytime you want. But I work.
3: I've been working places like that before. You have to get security clearance. Mm. <laughs> Do you guys have um, day jobs when you're not? I mean, obviously the pandemic is now, but prior to now. Do you guys have day jobs during the day? Because nobody gets rich being a rock star anymore. No,
1: we uh we live in two room shacks with our girlfriends and <laughs> we don't do anything. Yeah, they
3: must to be saints sit
1: around and play music.
3: They must be well, we've, saints.
0: We've done we've done you know some work too, you know, jobs that uh you know uh whatever entrepreneurial kind
2: of thing would come around.
1: We just play music, you know, I make money at little um bars and this and that.
2: Anybody that knows me knows do to make money and, and to take care of my family and my, people and my friends. And it's all illegal.
4: Say it's all and illegal or illegal? Uh-huh. No, no. <laughs> it's
1: it's illegally legal.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm the to yell because I've been having a couple of Jack and Cokes and uh, a couple of Coors. So, hey, it was a Freudian slip.
3: Go <laughs> on Instagram and follow me on Rabbit Flesh Eater and you'll see that. Mm. I have to say, I love the uh, taco, taco quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I think that was a good idea. Any possibility of you guys doing any more of those, like maybe making something else besides tacos? Just a Uh, a guest
5: night.
1: That would be cool.
0: I'm sure a cooking show would be great. I actually uh, sent a piece in to Guitar World for their Sick Riffs series. Oh, nice. Um, Broke down, like, the, the intro to the first song on the album for him. We'll see. I don't know. That's just me cooking
2: for the fam.
1: Yeah. Wow. Texas tacos. Got to
2: feed, got to feed the army. Tacos are you, good, you, though. Whether you buy everybody 100 bucks worth of pizza on a Friday night and eat one, one piece or so, <laughs> yeah. The Italian mother of the band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. has a drink, everyone has Something to eat. Are you okay? Do I need to move your gear?
5: <laughs>
3: well, you're you're a good Italian mother. Italian yeah. mothers across the world would be really proud.
2: An Italian uh, mother or grandmother and a Norwegian flag modelist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a son of a
3: <laughs> Yes. The whole father. So as far as influences, I always like to know at what point you were influenced in the music world and who really you know you're you're the one that just hit you smack in the face and really drove you in the direction that you are in now
0: well for me uh you know always had Mm -hmm. music you know in in our home and everything and i I had a guitar from a really young age and so i was playing stuff for the family you know um I want to hear a lot of gospel stuff. My uncle always wanted to hear that Marine, you know, marching him. And uh, maybe I was like 12 or 13 when I first heard Jimi Hendrix. Mm. And that that bent me in a harder, heavier, faster, more challenging direction. And uh, from then on, it was just, you know, acquired taste in music and, uh, you know, working at it and working at it. And listening to as much music as possible. Mm-hmm. And then being a friend of Mike Scotia, gotcha, you know, mm-hmm. you can't help but uh, learn something. My deal with him was that he was teaching me uh, a lot of stuff. At first, dealing with Mike was uh, he wouldn't stop and show you anything. You know, you either kept up or oh, yeah, that yeah, or was it. Man. But yeah. uh, at one point, you know, y- y- you eventually sit down and actually can uh, trade off some uh, cool ideas. He was a primary clinician for gibson guitar really and yeah and uh
5: he uh, was
2: for me it was casey Orr, man Uh i lived with harden the drummer for megan mortis we we're roommates mm. and they were practicing in our living room and uh right about the time they met bruce and steve scott the original drummer for uh for rfb and i would go in there and and uh like we were like their roadie guys. We moved their gear for them. Steve, uh, Steve asked Harden to start showing him drums. And the case, he said, if you want to play my, he had an Ibanez Destroyer back then. He goes, if you want to play my guitar, man, you can. And he showed me two notes to play. It was called SMD is what he told me, SMD. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> we played the song for like two hours. He comes, in, he comes in and goes, that means suck my D. And I went, so you think you're going to be a bass player? At first place, you can practice, and I'll show you some stuff. In about two, two or three years, you'll uh, you might be able to play some. <laughs> Never going to be as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Years, and you're going to suck. You'll suck after that. He <laughs> was hilarious. He was so encouraging to get me to be a bass player. Yeah. Challenging, huh? And then when uh. we go with the rail with wizards. Wizards of Gore and r open for Wizards of Gore. Mike, Mike's playing guitar in Wizards of Gore, and Casey's going on stage after me, and he goes, thanks for warming up my guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> freaking beef take the Mighty from Gore, dude. Hey, I was on a that night. Oh, man, that dude's my brother. And oh, I love we, more. I've been and Casey since they were 17, because they were in high school. Wow. But I was older. I
5: had an apartment. They could come, like, get high at. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like 25, man. I but that.
2: I was in line to, to get tickets for Iron Maiden <sighs> at this record store, mm. which, and those two guys were there, and they were so pissed off that, that uh, they kept, Keep Pushing us back in the line and giving people line stuff And they were like, what is this? You know, is it because we're metalheads? So they set fire to the trash can and had to get the hell out of there. I said, you guys get in my car. We hauled ass to my apartment. And then I've been friends with them ever since. Wow.
4: Nice.
2: And that Harden nice. wrote rigor mortis with his black biker boots on my wall with his heel. And huge letters on my apartment wall that I just got. <laughs> wrote rigor mortis. And I just left it like that. Until we it until together.
3: Ricky, what about you? Is Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I you. think it was
1: like um, the Pork Dukes punk band, a lot of early punk. Um, King Diamond, I think, so is what kind of made me want to start singing and really getting into Heavy dark stuff, you know, like Merciful Fate, mm-hmm. the Melissa album, and just kind of took off from there.
3: King Diamond, all quite
1: the old quite the, heavy quite the range, yeah. psychedelic. Are no, you kidding me? Ricky. Some cool stories. Ricky
2: can sing and, and do all kinds of style of music. It's amazing that that he does R&B. Yes, the work is.
1: It's the let the, the aggression and pain out. Yes, <laughs> gotta have an outlet.
3: That's what we man.
1: For my violent past.
4: You sound like you'd be good at singing Johnny Cash.
3: Yes.
1: I can. I sing all that. I know some Johnny Cash songs.
4: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, who would you guys say your favorite bands to play with are? I mean, we know Rigor Mortis, obviously, but who else have you guys played with that you love playing with?
1: Warby. Metallica, Slayer, uh, you know, Motorhead, Ozzy. We play with them all the time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jam with anybody, yeah. we're we with anybody in any way that that I mean, even people that you think aren't that good, anybody that and picks up a guitar and goes on stage and tries to express himself. I'm I'm in support of that, when you get it, RFP did direct support for Warbeast for like over a year. Every time they they needed us, we were there for them because Mike's relationship with Bruce, you know, mm-hmm. and Bruce and Bruce and Mike were like, you guys, you guys were like, thank you for everything that you're doing for for we we were going to be the direct support band for Warbeast, Rigor Mortis, you know, we were going to do a sh- a ma- amazing shows where Rigor Mortis and Warbeast and RFP were on the same bill, and we all got I don't want to say denied of that, but it all it all came crashing down. He lost mike and then the hardest thing in the freaking world was for the three of us to pick our our shit back up and, and uh, start get over the grief and then start moving forward to like paying honor and
1: respect to, to our fallen brothers you know my um uh, mike scotty fell over dead right in front of us oh shit i didn't, uh, I didn't
4: uh, read, the read the anything. show we, we were really? going to end the night at
2: their uh release show at the rail club on december 22nd 2012 he had just come off the ministry tour Mm. and he, was, uh, he felt he's looking forward to
0: spending time with his kids you know?
4: oh, wow. wow.
1: and he's going to wear an RFE shirt at his next show that's ministry crazy. show <laughs> and he told me that right before he died he was in the green room talking
2: wow. it was super traumatic and we all suffered PTSD from it I mean,
1: right, yeah. it was traumatic
2: it was overcome. we had to overcome that shit and put a record together and that's exactly what we did.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm sure in a lot of ways you guys still haven't gotten over it too Right. All, you, all you can do is, you know, push, Any process. all you yeah. can do is just put it in your music and, you know, try to be creative with it. You know,
1: that's what we do exactly what we do. That's what we're doing. If
2: I could, I would invite the entire world to come over on my session of Bruce Corbett's birthdays. Not the anniversary of their deaths, but their birthdays Mm -hmm. and do a fucking shot with me. I probably end up doing fucking one to ten shots or a million. I don't give a fuck. You know, (laughs) (sighs) eventually I would back out and let everyone else read,
5: you know, just to fucking keep their spirit alive.
3: You know, that's all we can do with people that have died. You can
5: keep
2: their spirit alive and pass their, their legacy on to other people.
3: That's well, I is. don't know if you guys are uh, fans of Dio or not, but um, sure. what do you think of the whole entire Hologram
0: Concert? I think it's awesome. Any Anything, you know, anything to keep his spirit alive and people are going to play his music and take it on the road. And that's, you know, more power to it. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Al Jurgensen from Ministry mm, revolutionized mm-hmm. an entire and
1: almost and practically invented an entire genre of music, industrial metal. Yeah, yeah it did.
3: I'm a big fan of Ministry.
0: I really like All that. right, yeah. on the forefront of you know the the whole uh, you know speed thrash metal genre as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I, I'm seriously going to write
2: a book about the time. Mike Scotia and Mike Taylor and John Hill left Arlington, drove to El Paso for like eight days, and, oh, and uh, we hung have, out with, men, with Mike. We don't have to tell that
0: I story guess, yet. We
2: were, we were driving from them from DFW.
0: So <laughs> the story started I'm off. I'm not going to tell the story, I'm going to write a book on <laughs> <laughs> it.
1: Which tells the story.
0: It's though, dude. We, we stopped <laughs> to have a cheeseburger, and we got back going the wrong direction on the highway, and didn't really oh,
2: How about Taylor really? and Scott just stopping at almost all these going through all the all the CDs, looking for the Marshall Tucker Band, or um, <laughs> it was uh, amazing.
3: All the good bands <laughs> too.
2: I got to I got to like take these CDs, and they're just having a a whale of a time for
3: eight days. Uh-huh. They left me in Mexico. <laughs> But I got back. That's good. Hour. That's good. That was my next question. How the hell did you get home?
1: Well, I happened to be walking down the street in Mexico and seen him.
3: <laughs>
4: Pure coincidence. Just happened amazing. to be there.
1: And yeah, I was, you know, had a chopper right down the street. So yeah, we yeah. hopped on it and we yeah. cruised back to Texas on the chopper.
3: <laughs> oh, but, yeah. I that almost sounds believable.
1: <laughs>
4: are, are, you guys oh, yeah, all, are you guys all riders? You guys all ride bikes? Of course. Yes. Well, uh, what, what, uh, what's your preference?
2: The best of the best. What do you mean our preference of styles?
4: Oh, you like Harley's bikes? Uh... Yeah. Uh, well, my, my old lady has an
2: 883 iron that it has a 1200 cc engine in it. They got custom made. That's okay. her bike, and she also has a, soft, a 96 Softail. That's pretty nice bike, and uh, we have Dyna we have a uh, '68, three antique bikes that need to be put back on the road a 53 panhead nice. the 68s my favorite the knucklehead the oh, orange yeah. and white but uh my my wife's dad was an amazing uh man a biker and we lost him in 2016 somebody ran into
4: him oh, oh my gosh
2: but uh but uh he had a garage full of bikes and we are in charge of taking care of them <clears <Yeah>. <clears <throat> we haven't like, had much time for it right. and honestly i i don't want to get off track you know we should be talking about the band but um (laughs) people that are texting or or driving too fast and they run into a biker Mm -hmm. you got to realize that dude ain't in a car man
4: Mm. yeah you gotta always be watching out
2: they used to teach us that in high school that you watch out for motorcycles but now everyone no no one gives a crap yeah
3: No. no That is true.
2: So watch Very out true. for bi-
3: watch out for bikes. Yes. Watch out for- I agree. <laughs> watch well, out for the bikers.
4: You know, Harley has that loud sound, especially if you get the louder pipes on it. But a lot of these bikes nowadays, you can't even hear them at all. So you, uh, it's pure sight. So if you're not looking for them, you'll definitely hit them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the guys that that all the time. Oh, are yeah. dangerous. They're doing that on purpose. You
4: know. Yeah, that's why she doesn't want me riding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh Lord, I like it too much. I can't help it.
2: <laughs> They're out there, that's for sure. When, when I first moved to Arlington back in seven in the seventies, the cars and horses shared the road. Why can't cars, horses, and motorcycles? But right. there's just vehicles and so many uh, distractions within those vehicles. People leaving too late. You know, that's a that's a whole different skill. Maybe
3: we
4: should write
3: a song about it. There you go. Yeah. That's your
4: next song. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Subject for another day.
3: Yes. So how long did it take you to put the music together and sew this thing up? And
0: Well, we started writing uh, immediately when we got <laughs> with AJ at the end of 2016. Okay. We went into the first studio in 2017 and started to demo a few ideas. And we used a few different studios along the way. Uh, it took uh, less time than the last album, but it still took us a while to get it out.
3: Why do you think yeah. that was?
0: Um, I think you know, got more season th- financial mainly, and you know
2: all the shows on the road plus record the recording the first album with Scott, who was we a did slave it, driver. We did it in bits.
1: You know, wow. our but, girlfriends were yeah. tight with their purses. <laughs> 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 exactly. Give me some money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you were, um, so once that was done, you you got a chance to hear it, and you were really happy and satisfied with the product?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I can't remember how many times we uh, remixed it and then remastered
1: it. We moved uh, to three different studios. We recorded it like three times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, Mike um. just, he, we were, oh. Even for the very first studio, Avalon, and then on to our next one, uh, Josh's, we we were uh, we were searching for that right atmosphere, that right mm-hmm. sound, to do something special, you know?
5: Right.
2: Mike, Mike and I thought about it, actually, which we always do. After 30-something years, you get Avalon. But, you know, the best thing about r and and especially Taylor and I, is we're just like a married couple, yeah. you know? Yeah. But if, if, if we wouldn't have been doing the right thing, we wouldn't be together this long.
3: Exactly. Right. Exactly.
4: You've made it longer than a lot of bands. Yeah, he is more
2: heterosexual life partner than I am. But it was amazing when we brought Ricky into the
5: band.
2: Yeah, we brought Ricky into the band. Uh, he evened us out because Mike and I are like boiling metal against steel or water. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Just this, this—we're we're serious, like psychological adversaries, and we're it's like two guys that know the know the the, the job, and we get in the, uh, an environment and just start bouncing swords off each other, you
5: know?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to be able to just, you know, go anywhere and, you know, make noise and but be in sync. We collaborate and find the best way to express it, and then Ricky comes in and puts his amazing vocals on it, and then uh, it all comes together.
3: Do you guys so. usually, when you get together and you do all this, you guys usually hash it out pretty quickly and, and come to an understanding? Or, or is there
4: a lot of arguing? No uh, arguing, really.
0: There's a lot of working on stuff. A lot of, uh, you know, sometimes you come in with the whole idea. Sometimes the band will write. Sometimes we'll write music to words. It's no set formula, and uh, right. we're, we're over it and over it and try it. At, the thing we learned from Scotia is try stuff at different tempos. <laughs> the same thing at different tempos will have different feels.
5: Yeah. And
0: you know, you want to, you know, find. Yeah, but for him, that man, from going from 230
5: beats a minute to 250. <laughs> <laughs> true, true Yeah To get us to go down In the y80s To do
0: Demons Within It fought me all the way But Well On that song And I was saying It was probably The slowest RFE song But It's the
1: fastest Song that AJ had played As far as Double kick Yeah he's Like
2: Funny how things work
1: out, like super fast.
3: Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, you know, I watch you play, and you guys all play pretty fast.
4: That's got to be really taxing on the body.
3: Yeah. Oh
0: hell yeah! It's a, it's a long distance endurance run.
4: Right. So how, yeah. how has that affected you guys over the years? I mean, obviously you still play or get on stage and play. So, you're like, what do you but guys you gotta- do? What do you guys do differently now than you did, you know, 20 years ago?
1: Oh, you got to work up to it. Play it know? faster and harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you
2: just got to approach it, approach it as if you're that age when you first discovered the rocking out, you know. Yeah, bring that psychological youthful spirit to
5: it, and, and you'll know, make you get off your lazy ass and pick a guitar up, even even
2: if you're on in years.
4: Make sure you do those stretches before you get out there. Got a few jumping yeah. jacks, maybe. Yeah, training like the... for the Olympics.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
4: Anything to get the heart pumping before you get out there?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, I, I like a uh, little Jack Daniels and Coke. Might <laughs> take a little and I don't but bomb hit. <laughs> <laughs> I have so I have so much responsibility I can't afford to uh, do anything you know, that or distract me from that. There's
3: too many people that rely upon me. So we've got, you know, the fall. We have lycanthrope. Are you guys planning another R&B. video?
2: Well, you never know. Dude, I would love to make a video with r and with, with, with Bruce on it.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: I'm sure we could fit him in there somehow. Oh, yeah. If we wanted to.
3: Yeah.
4: It would be very cool. Well, technology these days. Yeah,
3: you can pretty much do right. it with technology.
4: <laughs> and then get Dio on stage. I'm sure yeah. you can figure out how to get get bruce in a video
3: no uh-huh. <laughs> uh, when
2: natalie cole sang with her dad yes. Cole,
3: a video. yes yep
4: so where uh where's the best place for people to go if they want to <laughs> they want to find your on uh, your music merch okay
0: so
1: uh it would be band <laughs> camp
0: <laughs> Rapid flesh eaters on band camp and um that's the best spot. Obviously, you can find us on all the other digital platforms as well, you know, Spotify and iTunes. But we get paid so little per mm. stream, mm-hmm. and uh, with Amazon, uh, you know, it's like we're taking a hit. And uh, so the best place is Bandcamp, and uh, and or you know, our shows whenever we get rolling again. Yes, which but, uh, we can also. You know, when we do get rolling again, you find out wh- where we're going to be from the Facebook page.
3: Awesome. Yeah, hopefully um, we're all keeping our fingers crossed that this works itself out and, and bands, and we can all get back to the music and the shows and, you know.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't really seem that important
4: right
2: now. I know. <laughs> no. uh, people's, people say, I'm a, I'm a person who trains myself with a firearm to protect mm-hmm. people. You know only as a legal citizen, law right. enforcement, law, but I, I carry my firearm as a citizen to protect my, my own life and the life of, of other innocent people. So I don't have time to, to mess around with ideas of, of, I know people are suffering, but there's also a lot of good people out there taking care of the people that are suffering. Exactly. That you know, gives, yep. gives you uh, hope that yeah. that uh, we're not as as effed up as the Government may think we are. Maybe we can hold the wheel for a while and just let 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 these let the art world and the freedom of its. One thing that bothers me is is trying people trying to suppress our our actual freedoms just to be human. And I think we can tyranny if we see it. I'm not trying to be political, but I'm just saying that it really that really doesn't matter. Individual human lives
5: matter. Yes, that is true.
2: true. it matters. And there's really good people taking care of those that can't take care of themselves.
4: So That's right. Just, the moral of the story is be a decent human being.
1: Well, I mean, I'm a fleshy person. An and get eaten by lichens.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I uh, on, no
2: dude. Believe me, if I die and I go to hell, at least but I
1: She you know. will. No, you won't. I'm You might not. Who knows? <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: no oh hell there's a lot of people that would be taken out emotionally if i disappeared so i try to keep myself in the game. i try to eat right no you can tell from the a video i like to eat but i can also pull myself on top of a 30-foot building so (laughs) with 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 not with 90 pounds of gear so right and point a gun where i gotta point to to make sure that and i haven't been trained to do that i train myself
3: well, Mike and John and Ricky, thank you guys so, so, so much. Well, and, thank you. Um,
0: it's an honor. Yeah, thank you.
3: No, it's, it's an honor for us. You guys, you know, rabid flesh eaters, you guys are awesome. You're killing it. It's good to, mm-hmm. good to uh, hear some quality thrash, some speed, you know, and just I, the videos are so much fun. And um, I'm going to keep my eye on you guys for sure.
1: Cool. Great. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it.
2: Come to a show as soon as we can play one. Yes.
4: Maybe oh, yeah, a, We definitely, I'm we'd sure. love to.
2: And then we, we'll welcome you into our house of noise. <laughs> right. Awesome.
3: Kick-ass. Well, take care, you guys, and please be safe. and.
2: You as well. You as well. You. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, man. Oh, man, I was going to say.
4: What? Oh. Megan, <laughs> we're still
2: here. We're, we're still here. Megan Moshpig, you can find her on Instagram, is uh, making the masks out of fabrics and they'll uh, for free. She's doing it at her at her own expense. I just want to give her a prop for that.
3: Oh yeah, please.
2: She she booked a couple of great RFP shows up at Reno's with the uh, Exploder and those guys, Skull Archer. And And uh, she's a good chick and a, and a mom, a great mom. And catch her on Instagram, Megan Moshpit. All
5: right, cool. Cool. Megan
2: Moshpit.
4: Hey. All right, All you right. guys. You have a great night, and we can't wait till you guys can get out there and start playing again.
1: Right on. You too. All right.
3: Take care you guys.
1: You <laughs> too. Thanks for
3: calling.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
3: Now it's time for a special session we call Ask the Experts. We call up our friends
4: and family and get their take on things we talked about during this interview. Enjoy. Good evening.
3: Hey, good evening. Listen, I have a question for you. It's very important. Do you? It's very important. It's very important. Okay. Do you believe in werewolves?
4: Yes. Now I have a follow-up question to that. Do you think someone who has transformed can lick their own balls? No. Why not? What other hidden? What kind of hidden talents do you think they have then?
0: I really believe that werewolves can um, really bite into bricks. They can bite bricks. Oh. They can bite through buildings.
4: They're they're brick biters. Yeah, they're brick biters. Yeah, I believe I, I believe there is werewolves.
3: All right, I really a, do. you're a good expert.
4: Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, I
0: mean, I believe they exist. Um, yeah, I guess they can lick their
2: balls, Now that I think
3: of it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome, though? Like, you know, if you can imagine, like, being able to keep yourself clean and never have to bathe. I would
4: transform just to lick my balls. Yes. Right. I would too. (laughs) I would too. Do you think some bestiality happens when you're transformed? Uh, No more than normal human beings. (laughs) (laughs) Would it even be considered bestiality since you're a werewolf? No. It's normal. Is is that like a free, is that like a hall pass so you can screw any animal you want? Sure. Yeah, they,
3: they're <laughs> that probably means it's only, reality. Yeah, they don't, probably only like other werewolves. Like they probably wouldn't like.
4: We're gonna get some. Go, ha- we're gonna get some hate mail from he- you yeah. werewolves, for this I one.
3: Mean, so what? Whatever. Do you think? Do you think a vampire or werewolf is more powerful? Like if they were in a, in a like knock down, drag down, drag out fight.
2: You know, I really
0: don't know. I'd have to do the research.
3: I don't well, know.
4: Well, you just became the worst expert ever. So oh, thanks for no,
3: that. No, he's All a great right. expert. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know
0: because I think <laughs> I think werewolves. I think werewolves have big fangs, and so do vampires. But yeah. Vampires, whatever version you have, they can fly, and then you can pick right. up the damn thing. He's got he's got big hind legs, man. All
4: right, we'll let you get back to grilling. All right, okay. Miss Love you, you. Yeah.
1: you all right, miss you. Bye,
4: bye.